Welcome to the Watering Hole Football Podcast. Alrighty, welcome into another episode of the Watering Hole Football Podcast. I am Dylan Lund. And I'm Colton Sorensen. And today we have a special podcast for you guys. We got our bold predictions. It is our always our favorite podcast of the year. Yep. 100%. It almost never turns out right, but we have a blast doing it. I'm going to be honest, this year was a little tougher. I it, wanted to... It was. I didn't want to just recycle a bunch of ones that I had, but we'll get into that. We also got a... We're going to do a team draft this year. I think that'll be fun. We're each going to pick teams and whoever whoever's group of teams gets more wins that person wins the the game maybe we'll figure out something some sort of bet to go along with it we haven't figured that out yet but yep. we could do that but first this is a very special episode it is episode 50 we 50. have made it 50 episodes and we can't thank everybody who's joined us enough uh let, let's hear it for episode 50 yeah. everybody thank you thank you this this is great honestly great um we couldn't have imagined getting here it's pretty special. We think. Oh, look at that! There's six people in the front row. Oh, I think two people were in the wrong spot. We got four people now in the front row, but well, we we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you for listening. It, it's a real honor. Um, yeah, we, we we couldn't have done it without all of all three of you, all, all of yep. you listeners. Yep, you guys in the front I'm talking yeah. to you. That's great. All right. No, no, I'm serious. We we could probably end this now. We're <laughs> We gotta get a we gotta run a show here. But, but thank you, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Uh, no, I'm serious. That's thank enough you. now. Okay, thank okay. you, thank yep. you. Yep, thanks, thanks. <laughs> All right, we'll get into the news first. Um, we haven't done a bunch of news in. We haven't done any news in a while. Yep. Mostly, we just wanted um, roster stuff to kind of fall into place, and with the season being tonight, when you're hearing this. Yep. Or it was the first week, whatever, if you listen. Anyway, um, so the biggest news, biggest news is, <laughs> biggest news stories coming out of the off season and throughout training camp. First, let's talk about Jonathan Taylor a little bit. Um, he was holding out for a contract with the other running backs. Other running backs got contracts. Jonathan Taylor was a little more bullish about trying to get one. He might be injured. We don't know. So, in all likelihood, he is not injured. Probably not. But the the Colts also don't want to burn a roster spot on him because right. he has voiced his opinion that he will not play for them. And I don't blame him, though, with the way... So, okay, I think this is a just wild mishandling of uh, Jonathan Taylor's part or his, his team. Yes. And I think it was a worse response from the team itself. Yes. It's just an all around shit show. Uh Jonathan Taylor didn't get a he didn't get a contract. No. He was still I think fr- no. He's not even on the franchise tag. He just wants an extension. Yeah. Uh so the Colts put him on the PUP list, which is the physically unable to perform list. Yep. And he has to miss at least the first four games of the season. So not a whole lot going a lot going on there until Maybe week five. 
Yeah, he did request a trade, and the team said, you are allowed to search for a trade. And then the team refused any trade offer that was given and requested, I think, Tyreek Hill. No, Jalen. it was like Jalen Waddell and a first. Yeah. Or Jalen Waddell and a second yeah. from the Dolphins. Which is absolutely ridiculous. But, I mean, the team is kind of, they have a right to ask for whatever they want for him. Yeah, but like, okay, now here... As shitty as that is. Well, it's... But it's, it's true. It's a lose-lose for Jonathan Taylor because he's like, hey, pay me what I'm worth. And they're like, no. And then he's like, okay, give me a trade. And they're like, sure, but we only want absolute top value for you. But we don't... We value you in the version of draft picks. We don't value you in money like it's so what other teams are hearing is this is a very high value person coming to our team with what they're asking for but what jonathan taylor is hearing is you were you are worth nothing of our money you are worth no money but you are worth plenty of picks yes which doesn't make any fucking sense terrible situation uh colts you suck jonathan taylor you fuck this one up yeah i feel bad for him i really like jonathan taylor yeah uh, moving on to the next holdout, uh, we got Chris Jones, who is, he's still holding out. He, I think he's going to miss games. He said he's willing to miss a lot of games to get his contract extension. I think this would be his third or fourth contract. Yep. So he's already made a bunch of money. And I think from what I've seen and read is it's more on principle than the money specifically. Like he wants to be paid what he's worth. And I think that's fair from a player perspective. 100%. And the Chiefs don't want to play. Like, they, they're they playing hardball with him. And yeah. he is absolutely willing to sit out. And I think they are going to... Their defense is going to be a lot... It's different. It's, it's going to be a lot different without Chris Jones. Because Chris yeah. Jones is definitely one of the best uh, defensive linemen in the league. I would call him a game wrecker. And yeah, without him... At this point, he's saying, hey... You need to pay me or I won't play. And the Chiefs have kind of been up to this point going, well, we don't believe you. You'll play. The game's tomorrow. Tonight. Whatever. He's not going to play. He's not going to play. So, I mean, it's serious. On to the people that did get paid, though. And we we got TJ Hawkinson of the Vikings. Yep. Was holding out ish so i think it was a partial holdout he was kind of injured is what they're saying it did seem very interesting that the day after he got his contract his ear infections slash back back problems? problems went away very quickly yeah they felt better like a lot better after he got paid which i mean to be fair if i got paid as much money as he did i my health problems would also probably go away probably yeah so uh I don't know the year and money value of the contract because that doesn't actually really matter in this situation. So it's a it's a four year deal, and I know it's an average of like seventeen a year. Yep. But that's not what matters. What matters is the cap hit. And this year he will be playing under a cap hit of basically five million dollars. And I think that's the fifth year option from his rookie deal. Yep. Next year it will be fourteen point one million. 2025, it will be 15.1 million. 2026, 19.6 million. And 2027, 21.6 million. So I like the way that 
this contract is structured because it gave a lot as a signing bonus. Um, and it made the first two years of this extension be relatively cheap compared to the other or compared to the elite tight ends in the league. Like, right. I think that's like on average, it's more than Kelsey. It's more than Kittle. It's more than any of these guys that got big deals. But as a cap hit, it's still cheaper, cheaper than that. Right. And I think that's the main thing. And my guess is Hawkinson is probably going to finish out. He might finish out his career here, which would be kind of nice. Yeah. And I would I th- love that. And I think once you get into that or after the first two years of the deal, I think you, you know, you can do a little more like add some more years onto it. Um, while also restructuring it so the cap hit is less. So in in the immediate future, these next three years, you have a lot more flexibility in the cap. And then afterwards, I think it's gonna it it's flexible enough where you can redo the deal and just like add more years onto it to also make it a team friendly deal. I think it, right. I think it was a great contract by Quessy. Uh he killed it with this one. Yeah, I agree. Some Vikings fans hate it, and I don't understand why. They just don't want good players on the team. I'm convinced. People just don't want good players. A lot of people have problems with NFL players getting paid, and my response to you is, then you go be an NFL player. (laughs) If you have a problem with how much money they're making, go do it. And don't come crying to me when you can't make it. Because guess what? They're fucking good at their job, and you're paying for the skill. Yep. Fuck off. Uh, the next holdout that got paid, and that was early. This was uh, earlier today on Wednesday. Nick Bosa was he was also holding out. He was like, "I'm not playing until you give me an extension." And it finally happened today. Came down. It's a five-year, hundred and seventy million dollar extension with a hundred and twenty-two million guaranteed. It's made him the highest-paid, I think, non-quarterback. I think probably it's pretty close to that. He's worth it, but that's a lot of fucking money. That is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Uh, the 49ers are broke. Yeah. I saw, I saw a breakdown of their cap for next year and they have like 190 million of the projected, like 240 you get with the cap already in like six or seven players. They're going full Rams style. Yeah. Where you're paying your stars and the rest of the team is going to be bums. Yep. Stars and scrubs. But it worked for the Rams. So let's see what happens. Alrighty. So moving on to our new little part of the show here. We're going to draft some teams. The goal of this draft is to draft the teams that will have the most wins at the end of the season. So we will add up the total wins of these 10 teams that we draft. We are doing 10 each. And whoever has the most wins at the end of the season wins. Uh, We are throwing a little jackknife into it. And the 10th team we draft has to be chosen from one of the teams that will we predicted to finish last in the division. Right, so each team has to look at the division, or each each of us has to look at the teams that would finish last, and we got to pick one of them. Yep. It's just 
you're banking on a bad team to be better than we thought they would be. 100%. And that's just a little fun thing thrown in to kind of even the playing field because we wanted to. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. It's fun. Um, If you guys have any uh, punishments or, you know, bet terms or whatever you think would be fun, send them in to us, uh, wateringholefootball at gmail.com or on Twitter at footballhole or message us on Facebook with your... We will decline all the ones that involve bodily harm. Will we? I hope. (laughs) (laughs) I hope. All right, so what we're going to do, we're going to flip a coin. Hey, Siri, flip a coin. Heads. It's tails. Shit. <laughs> Shit. I called it in the air and I called wrong. Dylan gets first pick. I get first pick. Um, I am picking the Kansas City Chiefs. That is fair. That is very fair. Uh, I think it's a good pick. I think they're going to, I mean, that's that's obviously the best that is, so, that is the number one pick. So it is the safest pick. Yes. And also the highest upside pick. Correct. At the same time. 100%. <laughs> so that's, that's a good pick. All right, what do you got? I'm going to pick the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles. Yes. And I think it's it's the same type of reason. I think they're, in my opinion, they're the best team in the NFC. A weak NFC, but I don't think that helps a ton in this situation. But. See, I'm a little down on them, and I'm kind of glad that you took them because I'm taking the Bengals. All righty. I think the Bengals are. They probably they're probably going to be a twelve to fourteen win team again. So I'm going to block you out. Oh. And I'm going to pick the Jets. You're taking the Jets. The Jets. Why the Jets? Why not the Bills? Because I believe in the Bills more, but I know you believe in the Jets more, and I wanted to block you out. I guess I'm going to take the Bills then. Fair enough, because that also gives me the second pick that I was actually going to pick, the 49ers. So you're banking on the NFC just being dominant. No, I'm banking on the top end of the NFC beating the shit out of the bottom end of the NFC. (laughs) Um... All right, so you took the Niners. Yep. All right. Um, so I'm stuck between two teams, and I think I'm going to take the Chargers. Chargers. It may be a little sketchy going only AFC, but it is the top of the AFC, at least. You are picking a lot of AFC teams. And I'm going to follow you up, and I am going to pick the Jaguars. Oh, man. Jags are going to be a good team this year. They are. I, I think yeah, I think that's a pretty good value there down at uh, fourth, because that division's pretty weak. They're probably going to win a bunch of games. Yep. Um. Oh, boy. I am shocked you haven't picked your your team in the NFC yet. I mean, I might as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking the Cowboys. I don't know how it took this long to get the Cowboys, but I'm getting the Cowboys. I didn't want to touch them, so I'm glad you went there. Because I have no interest in going with the Cowboys. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I think that one's a little more risky. I think so, too. 
but I think that the the high end there is better than the next team on my list. So that's that's where I went here. Man, this <laughs> Am I only gonna pick AFC Okay, I'm going the Ravens. Ravens. I think the Ravens are probably gonna win some games. That's good, because they were the second team after the Steelers for me. You were going to take the Steelers before the Ravens? Yes. I thought you were down on the Steelers this year. I am oddly not. I, I feel like I should be down on them, but I'm not for some reason. I'm not a huge Kenny Pickett guy, but I don't think they need him to be all that great. That's fair. Ooh... I'll take the Vikings. Okay. I'll I was, take them. I'll I was take waiting them. for them to come off the board. I think they have a high ceiling. Um, it was between them or probably the Lions. And I I have been very vocal about my anti-Lions for this year. They haven't shown it to me yet. so I'm going to surprise you with this pick. Is it the Falcons? It is the Falcons. I'm going with the Falcons. I believe in the Falcons. I like that because that gives me the other team that I wanted for the NFC. That is the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are probably going to be better than people think. Yeah, I think you're not you're not wrong there. Ooh, we're getting into the weeds now. Yeah, this this gets tough. This gets tough. <laughs> so I think here I will take the Lions. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably the right pick there. Oh, man. This is getting really tough now. Yeah. We've kind of used up all the good teams. But I think I'm going to go with the team, the other team that might surprise a bunch of people. I'm going with the Titans. Oh, you're lucky. I'm, I'm lucky. I was not going to go anywhere near that. I think they have a chance to be better than people think. That's fair. So because of that, I will go with my next best team available, and I will go with the Saints. Yeah. Maybe that should have been the pick. I don't know. We'll see. So now we're on to a division losing team, like a team that we have predicted to be the loser in the division. Is it me first? It is you first. So I would take the Browns here. But I don't want to root for that team. Correct. So I'm not going to take the Browns. So my choices. That makes me terrified. <laughs> because I was also not going to take the Browns. I don't think we should. I, I, I don't think like, we should either. I personally don't want to root for that team. So I think I'm going to go with. I think I got to take the Patriots. Okay. It was either that or the Commanders. That was my team of best team available, and I am going to go with the Commanders. Commandos getting in there. And that will play a part in our later part of the episode, the bold predictions, which, I don't know, do you want to just get into them right now here? Or did you want to talk about our picks a little more? Well, I could just run through who, who's got what for teams. So... Uh, my team is, I got the Chiefs, 
Bengals, Bills, Chargers, Cowboys, Ravens, Vikings, Seahawks, Titans, and Patriots. I have the Eagles, Jets, 49ers, Jags, Dolphins, Steelers, Falcons, Lions, Saints, and Commanders. And maybe like every now and again, we'll we'll kind of give you an update of who's who's winning. Um, but definitely send in your, you know, bet losing punishment type things. I think that would be kind of fun. And with that, let's get into our bold predictions. Alrighty. So how do you want to go about this? I believe we both have five bold predictions this year, which is a little less than we've done in the past. Like I said, they were harder to come by. I didn't want to just recycle the ones that I used like in the last couple of years and just kind of switch up the names a bit. Right. And it, this year, I don't know. it. I feel a little more strange about the start of the year. I yeah. don't feel as confident in some of my bold predictions, even though most of them are wrong anyway. So it it was just a little tougher me for me to come up with them, and it is my specialty coming up with bold predictions. Correct. So, but anyway, uh, do you want to just alternate and I'll start off here? Sure. So my first bold prediction is someone outside the top five quarterbacks or voters or odds to get high uh, MVP will win it. Somebody outside of those top five guys. And the top five guys are Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, or Hertz. So who who are your guys that you're kind of targeting that could be this guy? Pretty much Trevor Lawrence. He's kind of the dude that is next in line. I mean, you have Lamar is there too. If Lamar has a good year, I feel like the top end of Lamar is pretty impressive. So that could help me there. I feel like a... Uh... Maybe a Dak? Eh. Hold on, hold on. For you, maybe. Right, the way that I see it, you know, if the Cowboys end up like a 14-3 and three type of team, they got the number one seed, I think Dak probably probably got to look in for it. Yeah. I think Tua is another good option if the Dolphins have a really good year. Yeah. It's probably going to be on the arm of Tua. So I think that that's, it's a fun one. It's one that's easy to track. It's one that, I can kind of, throughout the season, you can see who's performing better and what team is doing better. It's fun. I like this one. Yeah. Um, So my first one, and this does kind of coincide with a lot of the, a lot of kind of the Bills hate. Maybe not hate, more so just like we're exhausted about talking about the Bills or at least in like, you know, your national media stuff. Um, but I, my first bold prediction is that the Bills missed the playoffs. Wow. And that, that is definitely bold. It kind of goes into my second one, which I will get to, but if they don't win the division, you have a team like Miami also in the division who could match or go past them. I think the Chargers, the Titans could get up there and maybe not maybe not so much the Titans, but also in the AFC North, you could have two or three really solid teams. So I think if the Bills don't win the division, 
Then you have, so say like the Jets win the division, then you have three spots for probably the Dolphins, Chargers, the Chargers, the Ravens, and possibly the Steelers along with the Bills. That's five teams trying to get those three spots. So I don't think it's completely out of the realm that they could miss based on that. It's not it's not out of the realm of possibility, but it, it's bold. Oh yeah, it's yeah. bold. So, did you want to get into your second one because that kind of ties it in there? I think that makes sense. Yeah. So I'll do my second one, and that is that every division winner will be new this year. Okay. So NFC North last year the Vikings won it. This year it'll be the Lions or the Packers. I think are a sneaky pick for the the division win, which I don't like to say, but. If Jordan loves all right, you never know. The NFC South, last year the Bucks won it. I think it's going to be the Saints or the Falcons. Yep. The West, it was the 49ers last year. I think the Seahawks have a chance. It's a long shot, but they have a chance. The East, the Eagles won it. I think the Cowboys have a chance. Uh, AFC North, it was the Bengals. I think either the Steelers or the Ravens have a chance to win it. The AFC South... Last year was the Jags. I think the Titans, maybe they're not going to drop off like people think. Maybe the Jags won't take the next step forward. There's a chance there. The East, uh, the Bills won it last year. I think either the Dolphins or the Jets could win that division. And then finally, with the AFC West, now this one is probably the biggest long shot, and that is the Chargers winning the division over the Kansas City Chiefs, which I don't think is impossible. It's not impossible. It is very unlikely. That's very all of that is very unlikely. Yes. So what what is but, actually gonna happen and what's to be gonna fair, be fun. Hold on, but to be fair, I think there is legitimate paths for all of that to happen. Yeah, I agree. I think what's gonna happen and what's gonna be fun is it's going to look like this at some points. Yeah. That you are yeah. right. And then at the end of the season, it's going to close out with six of the eight division winners. Probably. Being back in. <laughs> but like, it, it doesn't That's sound, how our bold predictions usually it go. It doesn't sound as bold if I say like, oh, six out of the eight or seven out of the eight. No, right. fucking all of them. <laughs> that is very bold. You definitely took a step there. I like it. I am also going very bold on my next one. And... I don't think it's as bold until you kind of think about it, but I have Bijan Robinson will not win Offensive Rookie of the Year. As strange as that sounds, it is a bold prediction. That is a pretty bold prediction. Because he is the the guy with the easiest path to workload. Oh, 100%. Um, and there's not a ton of high-end talent that you think will be producing this year in the NFL around him for rookies. But I think somebody other than Bijan wins it this year. Somebody like Zay Flowers or Addison, maybe? No, because Jefferson's on the team. He's going to take up too many targets. I think there's a chance. Je- think about it. Jefferson has a down year. He has 1,400 yards or something. Has a down year. <laughs> and... Addison comes up with 1,100 yards and seven or eight touchdowns. I think that's that could be enough to do it. It's possible. But the, the problem is Bijan might have 
a million yards from scrimmage and 58 touchdowns. He could, yeah. So it's a very bold prediction, but I'm going with it anyway. Yeah, and that ties in perfectly to my next bold prediction, which is Bijan Robinson gets 2,000 yards from scrimmage. Yeah, exactly what I just said. A billion <laughs> scrimmage yards. Like, he's talked about as being an elite receiving back. Yep. Along with being an elite runner. 100%. So, I don't see it as very unlikely. Well, I see it as sort of likely that he could have like a twelve or 1,300-yard rushing year and then just, you know, chunk out seven 800 yards in the passing game and you got your 2000 yeah i it's it's really i think it's very possible i don't think it's impossible it is a high high mark for a rookie saquon i believe was the last one to do it did saquon not get there i don't think he ever got 2000 i thought he was close his rookie year i thought mccaffrey was the only no he was the only thousand thousand yeah I don't think Saquon did 2,000, though. Okay. But anyway, it it's a high bar, but dude is probably going into an offense where he's already the most talented guy there. Probably, yeah. It, it's, it's possible. It's, it's not hard to believe. It's possible. Um, my number three bold prediction, and this, I hope this is true for my picks uh, of teams that we just did. I have the Commanders will win a playoff game. A playoff game. A playoff game. So how are they? What what is their path to the playoffs? They are squeaking in as a seven seed, and they are going to go up and they're going to take on probably the 49ers or the Eagles, and I believe that they just get them in the right situation. They don't go on a run. Mind they just you. one. This is just a one. one one and done. The the miracle happens and they win a playoff game. That would be pretty crazy. It's very bold, especially with in the last episode we literally just recorded before this one. I I have them predicted at three wins. Yeah, I gave them one. <laughs> so, but we do both think that they're probably going to be better than what we predicted in that yeah. exercise. I think. After going through the preseason, I feel a lot more comfortable with their quarterback situation, although not incredible about it. Right, but I, I there's there's a level of competency I think that we didn't yep. know was there. Correct. So yeah, no, that's a good one. All right. So my next bold prediction is a non defensive line slash pass rusher wins defensive player of the year. Which in case you're wondering the math adds out to about 70% of the defensive player of the year goes to a pass rusher. Right. Usually it's a guy that gets like, you know, in the high teens of sacks or, you know, tackles for loss, all that kind of stuff. And what it takes for a non-defensive line pass rusher to win defensive player of the year is a truly elite season. Yeah. Ridiculous season. The last one to do it was Stefan Gilmore before that. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's been a while, but uh, uh, a couple couple candidates. Um, I'll just kind of throw out there. Sauce, I think, would be one if he gets a lot of pass breakups, maybe a couple picks, and just like a ridiculously low like completion percentage when thrown to. Uh, I think Minka 
could be in that conversation, getting a bunch of picks, getting a bunch of sacks, getting a bunch of tackles for loss, that kind of stuff. And the other one I'll throw out there is Derwin James. Yeah. Another kind of Minka-like guy, do-it-all type of thing. Yeah, I think it helps when you have, like, Jamal Adams a couple years ago, probably five years ago now. Yeah. He had, like, a seven-sack season and a four-pick season all in the same year. And that put him up in the voting. So you're hoping that one of these guys kind of has a year like that, where they do a little bit of everything. Yeah. And truly show out. Yep. My next bold prediction. Is this your last one? No, my second to last. Okay. Um, I wanted to do a homer pick here because I am a Vikings fan. I wanted to track something. And this this is bold, mind you, because the Vikings finished as the thirty first best the thirty first ranked defense last year. That's not good, by the way. Out of thirty two. So they were the second worst. I am saying the Vikings defense will not be a bottom 10 defense. They will not be among the 10 worst. That is a big step pretty, up. I think that's pretty bold. That is a very large step up for a team that did not gain a ton on defense. Not a lot. I mean, the we, biggest We got thing, Brian Flores. The biggest thing that we gained was a different defensive coordinator, right. assuming that that is a gain. Yep. And th- this is also taking into account how many young players we have starting now. Right. So that it takes a lot of young players really stepping up into their role and playing a big part in the defense. Yeah. I mean, I think if the Vikings are going to go anywhere, this has to happen. Yep. You're not wrong. I mean, it's possible. Because we could have a not, not bottom 10 defense and a top 10 offense, and that can go, that can go places. Yeah, you can do something with that. He's yep. got to be frisky. Yep. Got to be... I, I think that... Just real quick, I, I think the biggest thing with Flores coming in is I just... As long as they can be annoying to play against and just fly around, just be a crazy fucking defense. Like, they don't have to necessarily be super, super good like at all the time at all times all they got to do is fly around get some turnovers get some sacks who cares if you give up a few big plays like just make it difficult that's that's it yeah so before we get to our last bold predictions did you want to share the bold predictions that the fans left for us yeah so we had we did have one uh, reach out to us for a bold prediction. Somebody named Kate Caitlin Lund. Yeah, it's spelled it's, a little weird. It's spelled with a K. I don't understand. Okay, that. yeah, I don't know who that is, but uh, she said that Justin Houston of her Carolina Panthers, yep, is gonna have a ten sack and forty pressure season. I would classify that as bold. At this point in his career, that's yes. pretty bold. Yep. But it's, you know what? I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. It's not. I think, I think it's a good that, one. That's a solid bold prediction. Yeah. Also easily tracked. We yeah. like easily tracked bold predictions. Exactly. So, all right. Do you want to get to your last one here? So, my last one is a bit of... I don't know why I like this player. 
I have an unreasonable faith in this player. I don't know why. There's there's nothing to back it up. I can't help you here because uh, I do I... not share the love <laughs> you have for this guy. Bold prediction. Sam Darnold. Quarterback, backup quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers will win a playoff game for the San Francisco 49ers. And yes, it is the same Sam Darnold that started for the Jets for three seasons. Correct. I like him for no reason. Literally no reason. I don't know why. I just think it's fun. I want to see it in a Shanahan offense. I'm willing it into existence. But now there's there's two things that need to happen. Or it can go one of two ways, essentially. Yep. Either Brock Purdy gets hurt. Again. Again. And he has to take over before the season end. Or Brock Purdy gets hurt during the playoff game. Yep. And he comes in and brings them a victory. Yep. I think it'd be fucking great. It'd be so good. You would have a ball with it. I think that would be your favorite game of the entire season by a long shot, if that happened. As long as it's not against the Vikings. <laughs> but it will be. <laughs> but it probably. Because <laughs> that's how it would work. All right. Whatever, I'd get a bold prediction right. <laughs> Mine is not quite as bold, I don't think. But it's bold nonetheless. I wanted a stats-based prediction because I usually have a couple of them every year. And it was a little bit harder for me this year because stats are elevated last year to ridiculous levels. I wanted to predict how many wide receivers would finish with 1,000 yards. But last year, 22 of them finished with 1,000 yards. That's a lot. I wanted to predict how many quarterbacks would finish with 4,000 yards. Last year, nine quarterbacks did it. That's a lot. But there was a ton of quarterback injuries last year, and I just feel like this year we could finish with 15. And it's not that crazy because there's 15 guys that are talented enough to do it. Yeah. So I went with wide receiver for the Dolphins. Jalen Waddell will have 1,600 receiving yards at season's end. Which is bold because you also have Tyree Kill, who will get probably more, a lot of yards. So you're expecting a very dynamic wide receiver to also try to take some yards away from a the most dynamic wide receiver. Right, right. So that's that's a tough one, but hey, I believe it can happen. So we did only do five bold predictions this year, which is less than we usually do. But we had fun with them nonetheless, and we will track them throughout the season. We will have a show in the future. We'll probably have a show to at the end of the season to kind of look at these, the team draft and the bold predictions all at the same time. Maybe do our locks um, at the same time because we do a lock every week. And I think now is a good time as any to do a lock for this week because the season is starting. It is starting. This week. I'm happy about that. And I want to just let everybody know what our lock rules are. We pick a game every week that we are locking to win. Like it's our guaranteed win. This is is the team that we are picking to win. 100%. And the team has to be no more 
than a three and a half point favorite. Yep. And some weeks it's much harder because there are teams that are, there aren't a ton of teams that close. So depending on the week, we may change it a little bit to fit. But this week we have plenty of teams that are within that three and a half point uh, favorite scenario. We are going by the ESPN. Yes, the ESPN app is what we go by just to make it easier. And my lock for this week is going to be the Atlanta Falcons. Over? The Carolina Panthers. Sorry. Okay. I lost it. Um, my lock is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals over the Cleveland Browns. I think that's a pretty good place to start. I was actually thinking about taking the Niners over the Steelers, which is a two and a half, which is a lot closer than I would have expected. Yeah, that is a, we have a lot of close games this week. We have, uh, let me count here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games that would fit the lockable criteria, which is a ton. Yeah. And we, we do that criteria just so that it's not like, you know, you're picking the Chiefs to beat like the Texans or, you know, some powerhouse team to beat some not so powerhouse team. We got to make, we, we like the close games, but we pick a team that we feel has the best or that we feel is going to win in that close game. Right. So this week we are not picking the likes of the Baltimore Ravens to beat the Texans, who have a rookie quarterback who has never played a game in the NFL. Right. So they're a nine and a half point favorite. Like right. it just it's not it, it doesn't work for the game. It doesn't right. make the game that fun. So that's how we do it. So we'll try to update everybody every week on who our lock is so you can follow along and hopefully you can play along too. Pick your lock. Tell us how you do throughout the season, how you're doing. But anyway, yeah, that's that's our episode for today. And officially, I can say football is back. It is. Happy football week. Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna leave it there. We'll be back next week with a recap of week one. Just kind of talk about everything going on. But yeah, thanks for listening. We got. Earlier in the show, we talked about everywhere you can find us, uh, email, Facebook page, just look up Watering Hole Football, and just let us know. Talk to us throughout the year. But anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Forty-three minutes. 